0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Ignore Impossible. I have a very special guest today. He is an MMA fighter, and he's a current PCFL champion. His name is none other than Dean Caldwell. Dean, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm pumped again to do this all over again because the last time it didn't go so well, but uh, I'm excited to talk to you again and get more in-depth of what we could not the first time. So,
1: yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. So, what do you think about the? What do you think about training?
0: Uh, train. Yeah, that's pretty
2: intense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very intense so far. I mean, if you're a first time listener, I'm, I'm good friends with Dean, and I train with him at uh, a gym called Stars and Strikes in Livonia, Michigan and Dean, since day one, has been, uh, you know, very gracious to me and, you know, teaching me the ropes and stuff, but the guy is a complete fighter, and, you know, not only physically, but mentally, and just you and everybody else at the gym has been incredible, and learning from all you guys and the techniques and, you know, the conditioning, everything has just been a whirlwind, but it's been a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, you know, we're we a very tight-knit group of guys there at Stars you know, between the pro fighters and some of the other amateurs. I mean, I'm guessing no other fight team in the state had a Christmas party <laughs> like we did.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, yeah, all yeah. We just hang out and, you know, talk BS for a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what's... Uh, it hit me the first night I went into the gym is, you know, like you said, it's like a family. Everybody's close-knit, and everybody just is very nice. And if you, you know, work your ass off and, and work hard and show everybody else that you're serious and not just, you know, coming in there you know, and, and just just going through the motions basically, you know, actually learning stuff.
1: Image.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, you guys have been nothing but good to me, but let's focus on you and and how did how did this all start? Where was the seed planted that you wanted to you know take your shot at mixed martial arts? Well originally I
2: uh I, I played football uh, ever since I was to walk, basically, um, love football. Football was my life. I went up to uh, college and I actually played uh, quarterback up in Minnesota. But uh, I've always been a fan of the sport. I've always loved it. Something about you know, man being pit against another man just to see who's the more dominant figure that night It is just it, it's something. It's something special, and uh, I've always I've always been a huge fan of wrestling, you know, high school wrestling. Um, I wanted to do it when I was in high school, but because I was, you know, the quarterback, a lot of my off-season time was ate up drilling and watching film from the year before and things like that. So I just, I didn't have the time to fully dedicate myself to it. So I didn't want to, you know, get in there and half-ass something, you know. You do something, you got to do it 100%. Yeah. And I just, I didn't feel like I could commit myself to it with my uh, football obligations. But things didn't work out so hot for me in Minnesota. Me and the coach kind of had a falling out and I decided, you know, I came home, I was working, and originally, actually, I was going to try to be a bodybuilder.
0: Oh, uh, really?
2: Yeah, and while I was at uh, the vitamin shop buying some supplements, there was a guy there, Scott Brown, he used to train at STARS, doesn't train very much anymore, but, um he said oh you you fight I said nah something I'm looking to get into uh my junior year in high school I did a little bit of Brazilian jiu-jitsu down at Detroit jiu-jitsu ran by Danny Agamy he's got a real good jiu-jitsu school down there um and uh it's in it's in Dearborn uh I started doing that but I only did it for about two or three months and then football season was coming back around the corner so I put all my time back into that but uh I told him, I said, yeah, you know, it's something I'm looking to kind of get into. And he's like, hey, well, you know, I used to train the Stars and Strikes, man. It's a great great team, great school there. You know, you really got to be a student of the sport. And I said, you know, and yeah, maybe I'll give that a try. And uh, I got a job. I've been working for a minute, and uh, I did my research on James. You know, he's our head coach, James Benetton. And uh, some of the guys that came out of there and it did, it seemed really legit. So, uh, I just kind of showed up one day and uh, I seen James and he said, hey, buddy, how can I help you? I said, you know, this is where I heard, you know, champions come to train and I want to be a champion, so here's my money. <laughs> I kind of, just kind of laid it on the table like that. I think he was kind of shocked. It took him off guard. just you know a lot of guys come in and they want to at least try it out for a day, but I just I knew it was what I wanted to do. I think it was almost kind of, it's like my calling, you know, football didn't work out for a reason, and now you're doing this, and I and I love it more than I ever did playing football, so.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm a definitely an uh, eyewitness to that, you know, training alongside you and watching you during sparring sessions, grappling, all that stuff, and even you teaching me stuff. I mean, you could just tell, like, you're a student of, you know, the sport, and you soak up everything, and you apply it, you're a quick learner, and, you know, from what you just said from day one, you said, I want to be a champion. So you are just, you were dedicated. And and do you think, like, you have to have that mindset, especially with fighting, and not only in all sports, you just have to have that dedication, like, you know, right away to say, I'm going to be committed and, you know, see this through to the end?
2: Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's almost, I don't want to say it's all mental, but uh, Tim Sylvia once said, he was a former UFC heavyweight champion, he once said that, Fighting is ninety percent mental fifty percent of the time, and basically what he means by that is, yeah, it's definitely a physical sport. You know, you get in there in the in the, in the cage, and you got to go <laughs> to war. But there's strategy behind it. You know, you don't get in there and just beat each other, do a pull throw, and whatever. You feel every strike has a purpose, every grappling move, every takedown, everything has a purpose to it, and it the mindset that you have to have to push yourself to the edge, whether you're in there or even just in the training. When you're cutting weight, it's like,
0: it's like a jogging leg. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Completely dehydrate your body. You're not eating very many calories every day, and you're working your tail off getting ready to prepare to go to war with somebody else that is probably working just as hard as you are. So it's definitely the mental aspect. You have to visualize. You have to... Really set your goals high, and you have to work hard, man. I I work forty hours a week and train twenty five hours a week <laughs> easily. Um, yeah, if not more. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a grind. It, it's definitely a grind, but you gotta love it. It it takes a it definitely takes a certain edge.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm glad you touched on because I'm experiencing that myself now, too, With when you said about Tim Sylvia, that it's strategy, that everything has a purpose. And, you know, before I would watch, you know, UFC and a lot of MMA stuff, and I knew that the guys weren't just in there just, you know, killing each other and, you know, knocking each other's head off. There's strategy, there's purpose behind it. But when you're actually training and learning moves, learning combination stuff, it really starts to put it all into perspective. And you see it from a different point of view that, there is technique, there is strategy involved. You know, you're not just throwing a fist wildly at some guy's head. You know, you're actually, there's form involved, other uh, strategy, like you don't just throw it, you know, maybe you're a counter puncher or you see an opening and you take it. You know, you're not just in there and just throwing kicks and trying to just throw your body at some guy. It's it, Everything is calculated, everything. Every, every strike, every kick, you know, every move. Uh, when you're on the ground it's calculated and i've definitely experienced that so far uh, training with you and and the rest of the guys at the gym
2: yeah definitely it's you know it's mental when you're in there but i think the toughest part is really leading up to the fight you know it's you got you know like for me i have you know all my friends and all my family there then you got all those you know the crazy fans that are there like and you're thinking in the back of your head, oh, well, if I get knocked out in front of all these people, or I work so hard, I don't want to let all these people down, and you start, you you go crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I drive myself crazy when I got a flight coming up. That's that's all I think about 24-7 is just, okay, well, if he does this, I'm going to do this, and it's just, it's on my mind all day at work, and before I go to sleep, I'm visualizing, visualizing. It's, it's constantly in my head, and I mean... But uh, sometimes that's just that's what it takes, you know. You can't put right. a half effort into anything and get success out of it, uh, especially with this sport because there's just there's so much to it, you know. You yeah, have there's, and there's judo and your jujitsu on the ground. Everybody knows jujitsu now, so if you don't know it, then you, <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're straight. in deep trouble. Yeah, so you know, there, and there's different kinds of strikes, you know. Like, you got your boxers and then your kickboxers and your, and your Muay Thai guys, and you gotta know how to dispatch all those. You know, you gotta know how to take it and give it.
0: Yeah, definitely. From what I've seen and watching you, there, there's no room for error. You know, like you said, if you half-ass something, how can you expect you know success? And not just with fighting, but with anything. And I find that that's a big problem in our society today. Is people want you know to get halfway there and the other half they want to just come to them and enjoy success, whatever it may be, you know, that their goal is or what they're trying to achieve or what they're trying to accomplish. It seems to be that's like the formula is that they reach the halfway point and they're like, okay, that's good enough. You know, where's my success yeah. at? <laughs> yeah.
1: They
0: they get they get
2: complacent. And like one thing I uh I told somebody this um about about fighting is uh, it's it's a lot different than other sports. Like we we don't get an off season. We don't have yeah. a three four month break where we can just relax. You know, like you take football or you know basketball the, in, in the NBA. You know, I mean they're they're training all throughout. Like they don't get out of shape, but at the same time, they they're not constantly getting ready for competition. You know, they go and you win a championship. You know, you win the Super Bowl or you win you know. NBA Finals, and you get you get a break. You know, it's the end yeah. of the, the end of the season. You know, a few trades are made. Uh, you know, players, some guys retire, and it's a whole different landscape the next year. When when you win a title in, in fighting, it doesn't stop. It just it gets harder from there because now when you're the champ, you got a giant X on your back, and all those guys want the championship. So now, there's no more easy fights. You know. I, You just—it's you can't take any more easy fights. It's you got nothing but number one contenders lining up to try to knock you down and take your place on top of the hill. You know, yeah. Uh, There's no break. As soon as when you win a championship in fighting, you almost have to start working harder and training harder to reach that next level because there's going to be nothing but next level guys trying to hunt you down now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now that now that you're champion. Like, do you bring different stuff to the table now? Like, you know, like uh, during training and, and sparring and stuff? Like, are you trying out, like, new techniques? And are, basically, are you, like, switching up your game or are you sticking to what works, you know, best? That's worked best in the past to get you to be champion.
2: Well, definitely, I'm bringing new stuff to the table. Everybody's got their own style of fighting. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, some are more passive and, like, the Counter Strike, others are more aggressive and in your face. But at the same time, you you gotta you gotta know how to do it all. So definitely, I'm bringing different things to the table. And when I have to, I have to defend my championship this coming March. Uh, I plan on being a 110 percent different fighter. I've been working my wrestling nonstop. Uh, I've been going to different high schools and learning from their coaches and wrestling with their guys. And I mean, these are state placers I'm wrestling with. Guys that are going to go wrestle in college. Um, I'm training with these guys all the time. Uh, my striking, we've we've kind of gotten over a lot of the basic things and started putting more advanced stringing combos together, putting more punches and kicks together in different places. Um, more technical, more technical uh, strikes, um, and a lot of, a lot of grappling. That's the biggest thing I'm, I'm focused on is is grappling right now. Uh, I'm actually, I'm gonna compete in a jujitsu tournament, uh, at the Arnold Classic. Uh, they have a big jujitsu tournament down there, I think. I believe it's in Ohio. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm gonna, and me and a couple of the guys from STARS are gonna go do, uh, the Arnold Classic. We're gonna go, uh, try our hand at that, see how good we're doing. And then my fight is, uh, just a few weeks after that, so, um that'll kinda be my tell-all to see
0: how far I've come since my last fight yeah absolutely and before you know our march will be here and what besides your you've already touched on your visualization and you know constantly thinking about the fight and the techniques and tactics that you're going to do but what else like do you do to prepare like for a fight like say it's like a week leading up to the fight like what else do you do like uh, anything with your diet or you know just you know, your normal life, like, do you switch up anything, do you have rituals, anything like that, habits that you may, uh, acquire?
2: Well, definitely, everybody's got a different way to cut weight, some, you know, everybody's body's different, so some people find one way to shed the weight easier than others may find it, and then another person, you know, they find a different way to do it. Basically, what I have to do, um, when I cut weight, is uh, <laughs> it's it's tough, and that's part of the mental toughness is having to know that I can't go eat a burger and fries with my friends, or you know go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the game. I, I it's grilled chicken, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> celery,
2: egg whites, and for snacks I can have some almonds. And uh, the only thing that I'm allowed to drink is distilled water. I can't even have a regular water; it's just distilled water. And the reason being um distilled water leaves your system faster and it essentially cleans you out. Oh, okay. And so it's easier to sweat out. And you cut all your sodium, you cut all your carbs, there's no bread, no nothing like that. So you're out of energy. You're completely gassed all the time.
1: <laughs>
2: and you still gotta go train. And uh it's it's definitely it's rough. You know, I, I get up for work at four forty five in the morning. Um I'll go make some egg whites uh I'll eat those and then I'm out the door and I gotta take a jug of distilled water with me to work and I'll go put it in the fridge. And uh I get off work at about two thirty and then I'll go to the gym and I, I don't lift particularly like what like I do now. Um because you know, when you're lifting and really like doing your Olympic lifts and things like that, your muscles try to retain everything they can get their hands on to heal. And that's what you don't want. You can't retain anything because you're trying to cut so much weight drastically in a short period of time. Um, so, but I'll go do, you know, a lot of body weight exercises because I don't want to lose any strength. Um, even though that's kind of inevitable, you're going to lose some. But, uh, so then I'll go there. Then I go to Stars and Strikes right after that and I throw a sauna suit on and I'll train for a couple hours and just sweat. Just, oh man, like we have to we the green mats we have a set of green mats over in the corner, you know, where we do our individual training sometimes, yeah, yeah, people fighting weight, that mat is specifically for them because it is a puddle by the time you get done training' <laughs> it man there's just uh, there's just so much to it, you know, and then I work at the airport, so I you know I'm constantly I'm walking by chili's and I'm walking by McDonald's, and I'm all God knows how many other ten thousand. Restaurants, you Oh man, yeah, yeah the, the temptation is right there. Out coming there, <laughs> hitting you? and you're like, oh god, <laughs> you know what I would do to go, you know, put my hands on, you know, a hamburger or something right now. But you can't. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta fight. You gotta fight those urges off, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's definitely tough.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, the other sports are tough, but you know, fighting is the toughest because. I mean cutting weight and you know what you're describing right there is just pure you know hell basically so <laughs> that would be insane you know if if other sports had to do that before like their competition that would just be you know a disaster but yeah it's a it's definitely a different mentality for fighters and and yourself yeah. and you know you've adopted that mentality and you've taken it on full force but I I want to know when you first when you had your first fight describe like the moments like leading up to the cage like the moment you set your eyes on the cage like what was going through your mind what were you telling yourself like what did you experience all that stuff well uh,
2: you know i played a lot of football games and i never really got nervous Uh, i'm not the type who really gets nervous but i was definitely nervous for my first fight you know I, i had worked so hard for the past three months and uh Normally, guys won't put you. The, James, which is our coach, he won't put anybody in the cage until they've been training with him for about six months. And I had only been training for two, and he got me a fight. Um, so I kind of had, you know, this chip on my shoulder because I was, you know, the new guy at the gym. Um, and I wanted to prove that I could do this, not not just to myself, but to everybody else, and. Uh, my parents were there and they had, I don't want to say they had doubts, but they, they didn't, they knew I was dedicated to it, but they were just, I guess, kind of scared in a sense. And I mean, nervous too, probably. Oh yeah, my dad was mm-hmm. a nervous wreck. But, you know, seeing him worrying and things like that, and the guys from the team were trying to talk to him, you know, he'll be okay, we wouldn't put him in there unless he, you know, we thought he was ready. I've seen that cage walking out and I had my team behind me, and I had my dad next to me, and my brother with me, and it was just, i i, I become a different person. I, I i i just, the level of intensity is bar none compared to, you know, I'm not a very intense guy. I'm very laid back and easy going, but come fight day, it's just, it's business, you know. I, I was walking out, and I was actually the second person to walk out. My opponent walked out first, so I just, gazed at him <laughs> the whole time I walked out there. And uh he was actually he was taller than I was, uh, a little bit skinnier. I had some more muscle to me, but he was taller than I was. And I wasn't so much used to that because a lot of guys at stars, they you know, they're shorter than I am, so I'm used to having that reach advantage. Um and he was a pretty good all in fighter. Um he was he was a solid guy. But <laughs> You get in that cage, and you feel that canvas underneath your toes, and you hear everybody yelling for you and screaming for you, and, and you got the lights on you, and the announcers calling your name, and the music's blasted, and then they shut that door.
1: <laughs> they <laughs> shut that no door, back. and they put that lock
2: through it, <laughs> and it's 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 on. You know, there's nothing separating you between. You and another man about to try to physically dominate and hurt each other. You're, you're going in there trying to make each other bleed. You want to take his will to fight out of his body. You want to break him mentally and physically. You want to break his soul. Like, And there's times where you get caught in bad positions or you get hit with a hard punch and, you know, parts of your body are telling you dog what are you doing what are you doing you know like why are you doing this to yourself but then you remember how hard it was to cut all that weight you remember how hard you trained and all the hours that you put in and i, I it's what i call my overdrive i, I kick into overdrive and i just kind of go <laughs> it just it just it, all the muscle memory comes out and i just i fight and uh so far, it's, it, it's worked. Uh, I, I knocked my first opponent out in uh, a minute and 29 seconds in the first round. Wow. And uh, I threw a switch kick to the head, and it wasn't a very powerful switch kick, um, but it hit him, and it kind of, uh, I don't want to say it rocked him, but I think it kind of took him by surprise. And it moved him over about six inches to my right, So as soon as my foot hit the ground, I fired a big right hand right down the pipe and hit him square on the chin with it, and he just dropped.
0: Wow. And I jumped
2: on him, uh, threw a couple punches, and I threw one elbow, and the rest (laughs) threw me off, and, man, I lost it. Oh, my God, there was so much just all the nervous energy and the adrenaline and everything I had just exploded out of me. I was running around jumping. I was stomping on the cage so hard that my foot actually slipped out from underneath me and had that cage, and i been behind me, I probably would have fell it looked like you would a have idiot. fell, <laughs> yeah, but i I hit the cage, thankfully, and it was it stayed on my feet and then next thing I know, James and everybody's running in, and everybody's hugging me, and they got my dad in the cage, and it was just oh, it was a good feeling wow, it, that, it,
0: I've that's won incredible. football games
2: before big football games, but nothing beats that feeling that day. <laughs> When yeah, fight, it, and you get your it, hand yeah, raised it, in front of all those people.
0: It's just you. I mean that that has to be the ultimate feeling. Like you said, you know, when you get rocked or which if you don't know that term, it means getting punched, you know, really hard in the face or a kick or anything like that. But like you said, you, you remember all the hours training in the gym, sparring, grappling, wrestling, uh, you know, going over techniques and uh cutting weight, conditioning, all that stuff. So it has to be ultimate thrill that all your hard work, you know, has paid off. You, you, like you said, you defeated that guy and, you know, the euphoria just comes right over you and you've accomplished what, you know, what you set out to do, that your goal is to win the fight. And you did in convincing fashion. That has to be even a better feeling that you won that way. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was a big thing is after I did it <laughs>
2: and I won, it was really like I could tell myself like, "Hey, I can actually I can do this." <laughs> like, yeah, I can actually I can do this. I mean, because I had doubts. I oh, I I doubt myself all the time, but it just pushes me to work harder. And I, after I won, I was just like, you know, I I think I could do
0: this. I kind of like this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that's awesome. Now, fast forward to uh, your championship uh, title fight. How did that compare to your first fight? Oh, God, it was
2: way different. Um, <laughs> my first fight, like I said, I fought an and o guy. He was, pretty, he was good, but again, he was O-and-O, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. meaning he had no fights. Uh, my second fight was the same thing. I was one and and he was O-and-O. He had no fights, but he was a pretty good wrestler out of Ohio. And uh, I beat him fairly easily in the first round. I, actually, he didn't land a punch on me the whole fight. Um, and uh, my third fight, you know, I was 2-0, and and uh, I was actually getting ready for a kickboxing bout that I was going to partake in uh, November 9th out in Kalamazoo called Fereng Fight League. And uh, about five weeks out from that fight, my coach pulled me aside one day uh, I practice, And he goes, hey, buddy, I I need to talk to you about something. I said, yeah, coach, what's going on? Uh, He said, uh, Joe Sharp, which is a Prison City Fight League uh, matchmaker, said Joe Sharp gave me a call, um, and they need somebody to fight for the 185-pound belt. Um, Would you be interested? He he called and asked me if I I knew any 85ers at the gym that would want to take it, and you were the first person that came to my mind. And I was kind of in awe, like, you know, I see a lot of guys at the gym that, you know, they have titles and things like that. And it's just, it, it's awe-inspiring just to know that, you know, they're champions. And the fact that I could be put with such great names as some of those guys, you know, I was just like, wow, like, really? And he's like, yeah. He goes, don't make your decision now. Uh The guy's name that you're fighting is Joseph Monica. He's 5-0, and, and he's won all of his fights in the first round. But <laughs> go on YouTube, watch his videos, check it out, and let me know what you think. Well, actually, that night after I got done training, I grabbed my phone and popped on YouTube and started watching it. And uh some of the other pro fighters were there. Brian Householder, he's a 2-0 professional fighter. Uh, his last fight, he just knocked out a Duke Rufus guy. And he was also an all-state wrestler. And I want to say Greco-Roman and in regular folk style wrestling. Like, the guy's just a, a freak wrestler. Yeah, and he uh, is. <laughs> the guy that I was fighting, Joseph Monica, he was a wrestler. You no, know, that was his main base. And uh, I had house watch it, and uh, I said, okay. In all honesty, what do you think? If you don't, if you don't think I should take the fight, be honest with me. He goes, buddy, I really think you can beat him. So uh, the next, that was a, that was on a Thursday. Uh, the following Monday, um, the coach James kind of talked to some of the other pro fighters because when there's a big deal like that, we take a team vote to think, if you know, they're ready or not. Like somebody's first fight, it's kind of a team decision whether we think they're ready. And uh James pulled me aside and goes, well, buddy, what do you think? I said, honestly, coach, I'd love to take this fight. Uh, I'm not going to make it anywhere in this sport unless I start fighting tough guys. And uh I was like, I want to be the best. And, you know, the first day I walked in here, I said I wanted to be champ. So, I mean, let's give it a shot. And he goes, all, right, uh, all your." Teammates said that they want you to take the fight and that they think you can beat them. So, it's yours for the taking, buddy. Let's get to work. So, instantly, my whole mindset changed, man. I was training 24-7 every day. I was going on jogs and I was running, working on my cardio. Um, I started going to more wrestling practices every week and uh, it helped, too. I got a lot of individual attention from a lot of the guys, but it it was the only thing on my mind, man. I was watching all of his. Fights every day. You know, if I had a down minute at work or two, I was going on YouTube watching this fight and studying this guy's every move. And I was, I was kind of nervous. I mean, this guy was five and zero. Oh, he'd finished all of his fights in the first round, and he, he was mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd take guys down, dominate them on the ground, get in mount, and then just bloody their face, like just <laughs> rain some big nasty punches from mount. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well. I I know where I don't want to be in this fight. <laughs> yeah. And uh sure enough, uh I, I I trained for it. Uh worked worked real really hard. From the day of the fight I, I was a nervous wreck. Um <laughs> my mom was there, my aunt and my uncle came, uh I had some cousins that I hadn't seen in a while, they even showed up. Um I had a bunch of friends there, all my teammates were there and I'm just you know I was kind of wild by all, all the support I had and a part of me was just you know I was I was nervous I didn't want to lose and get embarrassed in front of all these people and I didn't want to let all these people down and uh I just uh, I in the back I was I was okay I was calm for a while I tried to ease my mind I had, I had some music playing you know the guys were talking to me you're fine you work for this you work for this now I was the underdog the only people that believed I could win that fight was me and my team and maybe a few of my friends a lot of the other people were like you know why is this guy even fighting him he's only 2 and 0 he hasn't even fought anybody why is he getting it why does he get a title shot blah blah, blah 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 all this stuff like that it was a lot of criticism uh, there's a page on Facebook called World of Fighters, and it's basically just Michigan MMA blog is really what it is. And some guy even posted about that on there, like, why is this kid getting a title shot? He's only 2-0. and He hasn't fought anybody, blah, blah, blah. Like, people <laughs> they thought I was going to get demolished. Yeah. And that just ignited the fire. And uh, I walked out first. um, and I watched him walk into the cage, and I realized at that moment that I was here. This is real, <laughs> and it almost yeah. seems real for a while. But I realized, okay, this is happening. This is real. It's 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 <laughs> it's about to go down. Um, ref called us to the middle of the cage, and I, you know, I, I try to be a respectful fighter. I shook his hand, and you know, I said, you know. Let's do this thing. You know, we backed up. We touched gloves and we came out. And I was shocked. He threw a head kick at me.
1: <laughs>
2: I did not expect a wrestler to throw right. a head kick. That blew me away. But I was like, okay. Um, he threw a head kick. So I decided, okay, you want to take a page out of my book? I'll take a page out of yours. And I shot in for a double leg takedown, which was totally against everything I had trained for.
1: We did wow. not want to go to
2: the ground with this guy at all. But I just, I shot him anyways. I, I wanted to test him, you know, because that was his thing. I wanted to see how good he was at his game. Right. Well, sure enough, I shot him for a takedown, and I got it. But as soon as I put him on his back, he put his hooks in, or his, he put his shins up by my thighs, and he just kept rolling with it, using the momentum. And then yeah. he rolled me straight to my back, right over the top of him. And luckily, I scrambled out of it quick enough, and we got up, we were in a clinch, and he, this is where I realized, like, okay, I'm in for a fight. I, I like to think I'm a pretty strong guy. And he moved me all the way across to the other side of the cage and planted me on the fence. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, he, he worked for a single. I defended it. He tried to double off. I defended it. He tried for a takedown for a solid 30 seconds. He had me pressed up against the against the cage. And I got my underhooks in uh and I, I reversed him, and I put him against the cage and kind of pushed off him and set back up. Uh He came back out, and he threw another kick. Uh, <laughs> and I kind of countered it, and I slipped to the right, and then I came over with the right hand, and it rocked him. Oh, man, it, it was a solid shot, and uh he, I, he didn't want any more standing up after that. He, he shot right in for another takedown. Um, I sprawled out, defended it well. He pushed me back up against the cage. Um, we were there for about a minute, then I reversed him again, put him against the cage, and then I took him down. I went for a double leg off the cage. And then from there, he, he had me in the guillotine. But everybody was like, you know, they're freaking out because I'm taking this guy down and he's supposed to be the wrestler. Right. Um, he's got me in the guillotine, man, was it tight. Like, I thought my head was going to pop off for a minute. Um, luckily I got out of it and then I just started raining hell, man. I was throwing bombs at him. And, uh, I stood up a little bit and kind of had his legs trapped onto his chest and was punching him in the face. And I, I slid into a half guard and started reeling on him to the point where the ref got close. I thought the ref was even going to call it there for a minute. But he got up and he stood up. And uh, as he was on his way up, I was going to meet him with a knee. And he seen it coming and he went back down. So technically uh. it was an illegal knee to the head. And uh, the ref threw me off and, you know, pulled me to the side. He goes, look, I've seen what happened. I know it was an accident. It's fine. I'm not going to take a point away from you, but I have to give you a warning. I said, yes, sir. No, I'm sorry. I I thought he was on his way up. I was trying to meet him with the knee. We went over and he explained to him what was going on. He was fine with it. He came back out. We touched gloves, and we continued the first round. And, man, I just started raining hell on the feet. I... Just, I didn't miss a punch. I don't think <laughs>
1: uh,
2: it was close to the end of the round. There was only about thirty seconds left, but I, I think if it, the round would have been longer, um, there would have been a minute left. I think I would have knocked him out because I just, I had him dazed and confused, just on his feet, not defending, and just, I, I, I don't know how he kept standing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was kind of wild, impressed
2: yeah. um I was hitting him with big shots. And they were just beating him. When the round ended. And Brian came in and talking to me, and he's like, look, man, you're doing good on the feet, you know, watch some of the illegal blows, you know, don't do that, we don't need any points taken away, You definitely won that first round, you know, he's giving me advice and game plan. Second round comes out, bang, I drop him with a left hook.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: as soon as he, and he pops right back up, though, but as soon as he pops up, I'm waiting for him with an uppercut, and it dropped him again. This time, it, he was down for a minute, and, uh... I got uh, up by his head, but I got too close, Um I was raining shots, and he grabbed a hold of my leg. So I tried to spin around to his back, which I got, but because he had my leg, I was too high up on his back. I landed some decent shots from there, but he slid me off, and he landed a really nice single leg trip on me, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit, this is exactly where I didn't want to be. <laughs> right. I'm on bottom, this guy's on top of me, and this is where he's comfortable. Um, I was stuck in half guard for a minute, and he had me right up against the cage, and I was eating some pretty good punches. He was definitely firing back. He was mad I hit him so hard. He was trying to give some of it back to me. Um, So after a while of defending, uh, I finally got my guard back, and uh, he left his arm open, so I went for an arm bar, and he literally curled me with his arm... (laughs) Wow. He pulled me up and dropped me on top of my head, and from there I I seen triple. I'm like, oh my god, what's going on right now? And he crawled up on top of me and started raining some more shots. And I, I had actually on YouTube earlier in the week I was just kind of messing around, and I looked up a sweep, and uh, it, it was there. And, uh, <laughs> and I hit him with a sweep that I had watched on YouTube like three days prior to, and it worked. Wow. And, I I got on top of him and I I was in his half guard and I just started raining hell down man. And uh I ended the round on top of him, beating him down pretty good. Um so the second round was a bit close. Uh it really the second round really could have win either way. Um I was I was getting kinda tired though. i had prepared for a five round fight, but I had never been out of the first round. So I, I, I really didn't know what, you know, really going three, four, five rounds felt like. Um, and he, uh, he it looked like he was gassing kind of but I was, I was definitely feeling it too and I just I didn't want to lose a fight on my cardio because I was too tired so I kind of I kicked in that overdrive sense again going out there in that third but he surprised me he threw a double jab and he threw a two right down the pipe or his rear hand right down the pipe and it <laughs> hit me right on the nose man he broke my nose uh, I fell up against the cage and kind of covered up for a minute and he landed some more shots and then I said, you know, I, I, something kicked in, you know, I, I didn't want to stop and give up. I came so far, I just started throwing punches. Just right hand, left hook, you know, another right uppercut followed by a left uppercut and they were just landing, all of them, boom, 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 boom and he was getting rocked and dazed and he tried to like Lean into me to clinch up, and I'd seen him coming. So as soon as he did, I back-stepped, and I planted him against the cage, landed a shot or two there, and then I just hip-tossed him right to the mat. And I was in his side control, and I'm like, okay. You know, I'm on top now. Let me catch my breath. My nose is leaking all over this guy. I'm bleeding everywhere. And uh I knee him in the ribs, and I'm trying to catch my breath. And I went to go act like I was kneeing him in the ribs again, but instead I slid my leg over and got right into full mount. And I walked up and I buried my knees into his armpits so he couldn't really move. And he tried to bury his face into my stomach to, you know, obviously not get hit in the face. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just, I just started letting go, man. Every pent up anger molecule that I had inside of me, I just, I was letting it all out i uh I hit him with about four or five punches, and then he brought his face up into me. I peeled it down, and as soon as I put his face back to the mat, I just started throwing big right elbows
1: <laughs> big,
2: nasty right elbows down onto him, and they they were connecting hard and he tried to lean back up into me, and I met him with an elbow about halfway up and that one pretty much sealed the deal he <laughs> He fell back down. And he had his arms up, and the ref came over. He's like, defend yourself, defend yourself. I was like, I got this, I got this. And I just threw one or two more that hit solid clean, and his arms started to go limp, and the ref threw me off. Man, <laughs> I was so happy. I just kind of rolled over because the ref threw me off, and I just kind of laid there. I was all spread out. I spit my mouthpiece out. I was bleeding everywhere. James and everybody's running in the cage. They're yelling and dancing around me, and they're trying to pick me up. And I'm just like, <laughs> just right out for a second, guys. Just get right out. And then tears came. I was so happy, I started crying. Uh, you know, the doctor's coming over, you know, trying to light my nose up and plug it up and whatnot. And uh, I, I went over there, and I, I shook his hand, jo- Joseph's hand. I, you know, he was a tough fighter. It was definitely the toughest fight I've ever been in. I went over there, uh, I shook his hand and I said, Yeah, thanks for a great fight, buddy. It's gonna be one I always remember and uh, they uh they lined me up, they they raised my hand, I got the belt put around my waist and I tell you what, to this day that is the best feeling I have ever felt in my entire life. That night is the best night I've ever had. that was the yeah. best night in Winning that championship. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, I mean it just the fact that I not only made myself proud of how far I've come but everybody else was just so proud of me and just so happy. It was just, it was such a good feeling. I, I just, <laughs> I really can't even explain it. Uh, it. It's almost, it's hard to put into words the kind of joy that you're just filled with. And Absolutely, man. Because I just, I, I worked so hard for it and I put in so many hours and just, you know, I, I, I didn't have a social life. I wasn't going out on the weekends and hanging out with my friends and going to the movies or going to the club or doing things like that. I was training constantly. I was going on jogs. I was going to the gym. You know, I was sparring. I was grappling. I was rolling. I was going to every wrestling practice I could get my hands on. I just, I, I didn't have a social life and I sacrificed so much and just to see it all pay off, man, it was,
0: oh man, it was the best feeling in the world. Yeah, and and you're going to remember that for the rest of your life. And, I mean, I'm not just saying this because I train with you and and I consider you a friend now, but, you know, you're the best guest I've had on my podcast because that's why I started this. You know, that's why the show is called Ignore Impossible. You know, seeking out people and interviewing them and asking them how do they get to where they are now with whatever. And I've, you know, interviewed Olympic athletes and, you know, a billionaire, a NASCAR driver, all kinds of stuff, but this is like the epitome right here. It's like you decided to, you know, try your hand at MMA, but you fully committed yourself 110%. You stepped in the gym day one, you worked your, your ass off, you did everything right. You prepared right mentally, physically, you just soaked everything up and, you know, and getting to see that too live in person, I think is, is key because a lot of people don't appreciate what kind of, Stuff athletes or other people do in other careers. If you're not right there with them, you know you see it on TV. You're reading a book. You kind of get a little uh, glimpse into their life. But me training with you at Stars and Strikes really opens up my eyes, and it, it it you can't you can't describe it. You know, watching someone like you train and then actually you know sparring against you and grappling and stuff like that. It's it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to to you know experience that from a champion. And now you're champion and that's that's incredible.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that, man. You know, like I, I tell people this all the time when they ask me, you know, well, what's it like to be a fighter? What's it like? <laughs> it's not a hobby. It, it's, it's not just a sport. It's It's a lifestyle. You constantly have to watch your diet. You constantly have to watch your weight. You constantly have to have this drive and this hunger to just get better and just be the best and you're not going to take no for an answer from anybody. You just... That's the thing is you literally uh, you have to ignore impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing. If you put right. your mind to something, you can do it. I started from scratch. Okay, I didn't know how to throw a straight punch to save my life when I started training. That first day in the gym, I got wrecked. Everybody there destroyed me, and I just you know I took my ass beatings and <laughs> yeah. I. I you know, they, they seen I was dedicated and they, they took me under their wing and they helped me out and they turned me really into the fighter that I am now. But it is, it's a lifestyle. You constantly have to be wanting to improve. You constantly have to be getting better and, and, and evolving your game because everybody's good at everything now. You know, back when the UFC first started, it was, it was more, okay, well, who, who's going to win? The boxer or the wrestler? Or yeah, who's going to win, you know, the, the, the jiu-jitsu guy or the kickbox, you know, things like that. Um, it was more just to see which style was better. But now, with how far the sport's come, everybody's good at everything now. Everybody's doing jiu Everybody's doing wrestling. Everybody's doing kickboxing. So you can never be good enough. You can be complacent as a fighter. You can't just, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to take a break today. I, I worked pretty hard yesterday. I think I'm going to take today off. You can't have that attitude. If you right. have that attitude, you will fail as a fighter. You have to constantly have the drive and this hunger to just want to train and want to get better. And really, like I said, you have to be a student of the sport. You want to learn constantly. You have to want to learn new moves. You want to have to learn new techniques and sharpen the tools that you already have. You can't let you know just because you know you know how to do you know a switch kick or a flying armbar or things like that. That doesn't mean that you can let your basic moves go to waste. You know, you constantly have to sharpen every tool as long as have new tools. Yeah. It's a a constant grind, um, but you got to love it. It's one of those sports where you have to love it to do it. It's not easy getting punched in the face every day. You know, I wake up in the morning and my ears hurt, my hands hurt, my arms hurt from blocking kicks, my legs hurt from... You know, taking kicks and kicking people, Uh, my body hurts from getting hit in the body. You know, sometimes my nose is sore, my face is a little hurt, or you get a headache. It's all part of it, man. you got to love it to do it. It's one of those things where if your heart's not committed, if your soul is not committed to wanting to be the best fighter that you can possibly be, then it's not for you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's a constant battle with yourself mentally. It's a constant battle with others physically obviously. But it's it it really shows you who you are as a person. Um MMA has really taught me who I am as a man and, and it's helped me work harder and be more dedicated to other things in my life, such as, you know, work or school, things like that. It's really changed my whole perspective and my whole outlook at, on life. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing that when when I'm done someday, you know, because I plan on being a pro fighter and fighting until I physically just can't fight anymore, so probably in my 40s. But when I walk back to the sport, I really think that's going to be the biggest thing is, you know, I may have a few scars and, you know, may have to have a surgery here or there, but it's made me into a man that, I'm proud to say that I am. I, you know, it's really made me a better person, and it's helped me view my outlook on life differently and 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 for the better. I that's the biggest thing about you know. You hear a lot of people say you know football, you know, it doesn't stop when you get off the field. It's the same thing with with fighting. You you apply it to everything you know, not so much the fighting aspect, you don't fight at obviously, (laughs) just the hard work and the determination and having to overcome so much adversity when you're in the cage, you you apply
0: that to your everyday life and it helps you get through things better. Yeah, absolutely, and I can't thank you enough for coming on and and telling me, you know, your experiences and, you know, everything that, that you go through and, you know, fighting and life and it's it's just pretty inspiring it's it's pretty cool for me when i step into the gym and i see you there and you know you know you always come up to me and ask me you know how am i doing and then we start training and you know learning from you you know because you're not only a champion but you're a great person too like you just alluded to with you know how you look at life in general and you're only going to get better from here i mean you're just going to keep getting better and it's just great to see that in person it's it's pretty awesome to witness that you and and everybody else too at the gym it's it's pretty it's a great feeling you know when you step out of there because it's it's unlike anything else you know you feel like you accomplished something you learned a move or you you did good in sparring or you know you didn't get submitted during grappling or you know or you just might have had a, a very good conversation with somebody so i always leave the gym you know feeling you know satisfied and and like i accomplished something
2: Yeah, you know, like I said earlier, you know, you constantly have to improve. So, you know, I focus on that. But, yeah, you know, you're right. It's a good feeling knowing that, you know, you're out there doing things to better yourself as a person. And also, it's kind of a nice added benefit to know if you're out and about and something happens, you could probably kick their ass. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It it makes you feel a little bit, uh, I don't want to say cocky. I mean, there's definitely some fighters that are definitely cocky, arrogant Oh, yeah. But for the most part, a lot of people have a, a bad image of fighters. They think we're all crazy, have tattoos, and try to beat on everything we can get our hands on. It's not the case. It's just, you know, we're actually, the fighters are actually probably some of the calmest and most easygoing people. I mean, if something pops off, yeah, we're like first responders. We're there, and we're going to settle it. You know, we're not scared to get our hands dirty. Right. Um, but at the same time, we're very calm, laid back, easygoing people, because we get all of our anger out on each other at the gym, and then we hug it out
1: afterwards. (laughs) Exactly,
2: Always very happy, just chill, relaxed people, and I think people get kind of a bad image of us sometimes, but um, fighters, for the most part, we're all good guys. I can't, I couldn't honestly say one bad thing about anybody that I train with. Uh, I love all those guys. That's a brotherhood. They're all family to me, and uh, I mean, that's just, we're all
0: good guys that's just kind of how it is yep absolutely well i'm definitely gonna have to have you on again maybe when it gets towards your flight and we can squeeze in another podcast here and you know go over some things and and talk about your upcoming bout and uh, this has just been a, a great thrill for me to learn from you <laughs> again <laughs> no man, absolutely
2: i'd love to come back on and talk about it because I'll probably be in a different mindset then.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, get so, a different side of Dean. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um but yeah, man, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, it's it's a pleasure to help you out when you guys come in, you know, seeing somebody that shares the passion for this sport as much as I do, it's, uh, it's kinda, it's kinda rare.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it is.
2: <laughs> so, but whenever I see somebody come in that clearly has a desire and a passion for, for fighting, you know, I definitely, love, we love to help those guys out. Um, it, yes, and it's part of it's part of what we do coaching also helps us because you know we're teaching you how to do something which means we have to do it too you know so we're kind of reworking it for ourselves as well yeah um, and it, yeah you know it's it, it's awesome knowing that you guys are learning from us and uh you know becoming better fighters from us helping you It's it's a good feeling yeah,
0: definitely it, it is a good feeling and like I said, the atmosphere is awesome there and you know, yourself and everybody else, so it's it, it's just really great to learn some of that that stuff from you guys and to get to know you guys too as a person as well, not just going in there and training. So right. I can't I can't thank you enough and I'm looking forward to the next training session and the next time I have you on my podcast, man. <laughs> this is this has been great.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's it was It's definitely an honor to be on here, man. Like you said, you've had some pretty awesome athletes and accomplished guys on here. So uh, I'm honored to be on here, and uh, just thanks again
0: for having me. Absolutely, man. So you, you take care, and uh, I'll, I'll see you at the next training session. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, buddy. All right. All right. Have a good one, man. You too.